I'm your host, Trevor Gibson. This is As If, a podcast where we watch Clueless minute by minute. Today, I am joined by my fantastic hosts, Gina Radcliffe and Aaron Gambrell. Woo! Audience applause, audience applause. Uh, Today, we'll be covering Minute 34. Um, Minute 34 goes from... uh, Trish and uh, not Trish uh, from uh, from Ty and Cher arriving at the party. Uh, they make a lap of the party. They meet uh, Travis at the party, and there's a bit of a conflict between uh, between Ambular and Cher. And uh, Travis spills beer on Cher's shoes. And and also Ty is very impressed with uh, with Trevor's skateboarding moves, but Cher Cher does not does not share her. Cher does not share her enthusiasm. So th- we open with uh, Ty assuring Cher that she got it, and uh, <laughs> Ty is very impressed by uh, by Travis's sick skateboard move, dude. <laughs> Which Cher uh, informs her to not be that impressed because skateboards are so five years ago or is it three years ago. <laughs> it's it's so a five number years of years ago. ago. No, it's five, you're right. It's five years ago. She's not yeah. wrong. Don't, I mean, it is exactly. You know, by 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 ninety five or so, skateboarding was you know before its renaissance. It, it's uh, it was wasn't wasn't really a a thing that a lot of people did at that point. So she's not wrong. Mm-hmm. I I remember I remember back in my day when we skateboarded with clay wheels and swimming pools. <laughs> <laughs> Clay wheels had to like kind of you know, crumble down to little nubbins after a little while, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, no. One Clay wheels think, were yeah. garbage. Yeah, the like the uh, uh, what do they make them out of? It's like poly something, some polyurethane. Polyurethane. Yeah, like like I know what the hell I'm talking about. I never <laughs> polyurethane. Yeah, poly polyurethane wheels was like the reason skateboarding was a viable activity. I mean, I've been near skateboards, but I've never actually been on a skateboard, so I have no. I, no I used about. to have a banana skateboard. It was nice. like a, it was like a little longboard, <laughs> but it was. I mean, it wasn't. It doesn't sound as cool as a longboard. It's like it was plastic and I remember it was talking tapered. About, yep. Yeah, it was like tapered on it. It literally looked like a banana. So that's my expertise with skateboards. <laughs> my uh, my little brother. He yeah, he was really heavily into skateboarding. Pretty much through all the time that I lived with him. So I learned a lot uh, through osmosis. Um, yeah, so, um, let's, uh, let's talk about why, let's start off by, uh, discussing why Travis and Ty are the cutest people ever. <laughs> like, seriously? They're absolute, they're the best part of this movie, like, in a perfect world, or at least my perfect world, a whole new perfect world, a magic place I never knew, um... <laughs> Way up here, it's crystal clear. I gotta stop before we're before we're sued. Welcome to our fan cast, where Trevor just re- recites all of the lyrics to a whole new world. I just this is the podcast now. I just in a very flat, monotone voice recite lyrics from Disney songs. Yeah, in a perfect world for me, this movie would just be about Travis and Ty. Yeah, I mean they're they're be- awesome, and they clearly belong together. And mm-hmm. and now I I had mentioned this in the, in the last minute that a lot of romantic comedies are based in part of two characters who are clearly from the minute you see them together are meant for each other, just kind of stumbling around in the dark until they figure out you know overnight over the course of ninety minutes 
that they're perfect for each other. You know, yeah, kind of like this test- movie. <laughs> Well, yeah, but it's done. Be- they do in this, but it's it's done a little better, and and I, I'm not really sure I can explain why it's done better. I guess maybe because more like the the setting is high school, and mm-hmm. m- most you know most and they're supposed to be what like 15 or 16. They don't know what they're doing, and yeah. and and you know and, and Ty you know, obviously liked him, but also wanted Cher's approval and shared for a number of reasons because she was a little bit of a snob and sort of a you know, not necessarily mean way, but she had a certain set of standards that, you know, that people were supposed to meet to in order to be in her in her orbit. And obviously, you know, even though she, she took his marijuana from him with no problem, but mm-hmm. the, Travis, Travis was not a person that she would normally accept into her orbit. That's a great point, because that, that's, that's um, a real, like, nod, nod back to Emma, where when she's talking about, and I can't remember the name... Uh, of the character that Travis represents. He's the farmer, though. He's uh, Martin, right? Something Martin. I think so, yeah. Um, So, Mr. Martin. Uh, So, um, Emma makes the same sort of statement to to Harriet, you know, Ty's character, where she's like, you know, if, if he was poor, then he would deserve my charity. I would be doing things for him. Or if he were rich or of some so- some sort of social standing, then I- he would be in my circle. Like, I would know him that way. But he's neither of those things. He's, like, really middle class. So Travis is, like, very middle class. And Cher doesn't know what to do with a character like that because she can't provide him with charity, but nor can she, like you know, reconcile that she would socially hang out with him. So he's like completely foreign to her, I think. And so he's just like kind of in her blind side. Yeah. I mean, it's not even somebody, I mean, when you compare Travis to say Elton, you know, now being, again, being, you know, the audience, clearly Travis and also in in that regards, Christian and Josh are way better just in every way than, than, than Elton. But, you know, Elton is seen for a somewhat, you know, vapid superficial high school girl as being the ideal i mean he's good looking he's got money he wears so many vests he wears so many vests vests. you know and young younger (laughs) teenage girls are you know let's say they're they're a little superficial in what attracts them to someone yeah you know a lot of times it's really nothing more than being good looking yeah and now now obviously you know Paul Rudd is, you know, stratospheres ahead of <laughs> Jeremy Sisto in He's a prince. In, in in appearance, but again, but also up to a certain point, Cher I think doesn't really look at him that way because right. he's somebody that she thought of in a sort of brotherly type way. So I don't, yeah. I, don't I think, you know, up till a certain, you know, she would still consider Elton to be more attractive than Josh so because she didn't even consider Josh in that regard. Right, right. So after uh, after this uh, brief confrontation on the uh, front porch, basically, of this house in the valley, Cher and Ty go inside, and uh, Cher tells Ty that they uh, they should do a lap before settling someplace. Now, has anyone ever... <laughs> s- I love that line. I, I, is that something that's, like, commonly used at parties? Because I've, I've, I've never heard... I've never heard that. Let's do a lap phrase. before we commit to a location. Yeah, like doing a lap yes. of the place. I'm like, I've certainly kind of done that before, like walking around if it's a place I've never been before, yeah. just to get a general lay of the land. But I've never, never really said let's make a lap. Well, they yeah, wanted they great... wanted to be they wanted to be seen. They wanted they wanted you know, everybody to know that they were there. Right. Right. Yeah. Whereas me, I'm doing it to find the one place, the one little alcove that no one else is in, <laughs> just. 
So to or, just or, you know, or squirm in there. Find, or to find if they have a cat. Or if I was going to say, find the family pet. <laughs> yes, yes. Let no. me find the bathroom so I don't have to ask anybody later where it is. <laughs> no, no, what you do, you do what I did the first serious party that I ever went to in high school. You take drugs for the first time. And you decide oh, you don't want to be around anyone else, so you go to the host's bedroom and uh, you hook up their Wii U and uh, just play <laughs> that for the entire party until some until the host walks in and is like, "Dude, everyone's leaving." Like, oh, I didn't, I didn't notice. And then you go home and never do it again. Now, see, I'm I'm, I'm old, so when I think of high school parties, I think of like, oh god, somebody's gonna bring their guitar. <laughs> <laughs> And then, like, at some point, everybody's going to get really drunk and start singing Pink Floyd. And then just, like, that's the oh, that's the time where I start finding where, where my code is and asking if anybody can give me a ride home. That's amazing. That's amazing. I've done that. I, w- <laughs> I wish we had a Wii U. I think at that point when I was in, like, high school part, it was still... God Almighty! It was still like original, the original Nintendo. Oh, like nice. I said, I'm really, I'm really, really old. So you've got a bunch of, <laughs> you, you've got a bunch of drunk people trying to play Duck Hunt and stuff, and nobody, <laughs> nobody figure, nobody figures out that the controller two is the duck. Right. I, I, I literally only found that out like like last month. <laughs> yeah, I um, I can't. I've brought a guitar to par- to uh, to parties before. <laughs> did you play Pink Uh-oh. Floyd though? We struck a nerve. I did. I I, I played a Pink Floyd song once. <laughs> My parties were were pretty. They were actually pretty similar to this. I mean, they you know I'm from just outside of Baltimore, so they were not like Beverly Hills or the Valley style. But like we listened to, you know hip hop and like stuff like that, not understanding any of the lyrics or any of the context or cultural, <laughs> but just, you know, but just, like, but just feeling, but just, but just feeling like 20% cooler for listening. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> you're like, you're yeah, with... I think I'm supposed to shake my butt to Cause you're rolling with your homies. So, it's hard um... not to feel cool when you're rolling with your homies. <laughs> yeah. So like the, I do actually like, they did look a bit like the party scenes in this movie, which is, you know, a little bit bizarre to like revisit that, you know, but like the, obviously the Hollywood version of that, like, I'm sure, yeah, someone was wearing a Dr. Seuss hat at oh, one God. of them, but they weren't as cool. Yeah, they were actually, as, they were actually okay. a, a thing, like briefly, they were, they, they, they were a were thing, they? mostly with like, mostly with yeah. like ravers. Yeah. And like Jenko jeans. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had a friend the other day. Uh, it was like, I wish I could see this is like the, I wish I could capture the scene and just like give it to you guys so you could have it in your heads <laughs> as well as I do. Uh, a friend who's my age, early thirties, we were hanging out with friends who are like 22 or 23 and he was sitting in his chair, his easy chair. He had his newspaper and his cardigan and he looked like a grandpa and he was like, have you guys, you know, you're young. Do you, do you know about Jinko jeans and raves? And like the way he said it was just so like, oh gosh, like, are we that old that we're referencing those things as in like, do you know about those, those cultural touchstones? Oh, that scene so, is so beautiful. It was amazing. It was amazing. <laughs> I'm sure he, like, rustled his paper and everything as he <laughs> earnestly asked them that. I was like, please stop. <laughs> <laughs> they know about raves, okay? They know. Raves are still a thing, though. <laughs> so, uh, 
So Cher, Cher uh, has, a, has a brief run-in with uh, her sworn nemesis. T- Ty points out that uh, she says, ain't that the same dress that you was wearing yesterday? Really, really... <laughs> Really heavy on the really pushing the. Uh, she sounds like a newsie. The 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 jerk. Yeah the the yeah yeah. Share ain't that the same dress yeah. you was wearing yesterday? Hey yeah, share. Hey, I bought. Hey, I <laughs> bought this dress with my own money that I got from selling papes. Okay, don't you talk to me like that. <laughs> yeah, all she is missing is like the giant wad of gum, like on one right, side exactly. of her mouth. Hey, yeah, Mister. Yeah, it, it's, the accent's great. Sometimes a little more pumped up than it needs to be, but but yeah. But Agreed. yes, and then she she calls her the uh, sheriff calls Amber Ambular, which mm-hmm. I, I'm not quite sure. I, I'm assuming that's a, a sick burn of some kind. <laughs> I, I don't really I don't really understand I don't it. The only thing it makes me think of is an ambulance, but I don't know how that could be an insult. Yeah, all I can think of is is when like it's like a when someone's in the hospital and they tell them they're like ambulant, which means they're able to get up and walk around. Oh <laughs> so yeah, like, and I mean it's like like it, like is that. Does it mean is that what that means? Because that doesn't really make any. That's not really an insult. Is, but then Cher's yeah. vocabulary, like, is it broad enough to to where it's believable that she could come up with a burn like that? Though, well, I mean, yeah, she, I mean, I'm not. I she, just, re- she reads. I, I, I she does presently actually read a lot, but um, I don't know. It's, yeah, I think it's just well, some weird, just some goofy pronunciation to annoy her or something. I don't. Well, I don't it's know. true. She might have meant something else because, like that, she kind of does do that like she acts like she knows more than she does or she she says things in a way like she uses words incorrectly but they sound they like they're just they're just close enough that they could mean what she means but you know they're like so i don't know maybe it is like a weird thing that she was trying to do it reminds me of something one of my teachers said to me when i was 18 like it was senior year of high school it's like you know just enough to make you use <clears throat> You know just enough to sound like the biggest idiot ever. <laughs> oh gosh. That's like a double that's like a double barrel insult. It's just like Yeah. It was like yeah, yeah, that's actually kinda true. It's like you know just you know just <laughs> basically you know enough stuff to where you think that you're smart, but really not 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 so much. And then and then Amber gets off another an insult towards her that I'm also not really, I don't really understand the context of it, where uh, Cher asks her, was that you going through my laundry? And Amber says, as if, like I would really wear something from Judy's. I don't know what Judy's Maybe. is. Do either yeah, of you guys know Yeah, that has to be it? like a Beverly Hills thing, right? Or like I, some sort of... I, I can't help thinking it's like supposed to be like Delia's maybe? Was, was, Maybe. Was Delia's around? Yeah, Delia's definitely around the mid Yeah, Delia's was around. Where it was like, I, I think it's, I'm sure it must be like a, like a, I guess whatever the equivalent to a Forever 21 would be, where it was... <laughs> right, like, like Contempo Casuals or something. Right, like kind of a cheap knockoff of like high fashion. That's, that's the only, I'm wondering, I'm wondering if it was a real place... Or yeah. if it was just, you know, if it was supposed to make you think that they were talking about, like, Delia's or Forever 21 or something like that. I, I will say, again, the impact, I mean, you understand what she's trying to get, what yeah. she's getting at, but the impact's a little lost by not really, and I don't think I knew what it was, would have known. I, I, I'm thinking back, and I'm like, I don't know what Judy's is. Well, yeah, I'm wondering if it's, like, a regional thing. And I would I would think that it would be, like, a real place just because Amy Heckerling is so, like, 
she loves to like give nod to like real world things whenever she right can. like like but you, it could be like yeah if like you know if it was like I didn't I don't go to like contempo casuals contempo casuals could be like hey movie like not cool <laughs> yeah no I do I do I do remember yeah I mean yeah definitely contempo casuals existed that that I remember yeah I, I remember that definitely uh, I'm actually looking up on Google to see if there is. Any oh, good. mention of what Judy's is? Oh, yeah. A women's clothing retailer chain founded in 1946 and sold in 1989. So that tells you how long she was actually working on this script. Because... <laughs> oh, wait. Well, no. It, uh, it, the, the last remaining stores closed in 1993. So, okay. That, that makes... That makes a little sense. Um, wow. It does not say where it was located, though. I can only assume it was a West Coast thing. Yeah, it had to be a West Coast uh, thing. One, anywho. <laughs> one funny little detail yeah. is that uh, Amber says what if. I mean, not if, what if. She says as if. As if. As if. <laughs> as if my God in heaven. She says the name of the podcast. <laughs> What's a podcast? <laughs> uh, well, you mean this... <laughs> She does. She yes, says as uh, if. Yeah, further, uh, further cementing her place in the world as uh, sort of just trying, a person that tries way too hard. But even that exchange, I feel like, is pretty friendly. Like, yeah, they're, she's, they're, they're, they're needling each other. Yeah, like, because when Cher says as if, when the guy, you know, that guy comes up to her and she's like, in the beginning, you know, part of the movie, and she's like, as if, like, she's clearly grossed out. But when Amber says it, she's like, as if, like... No, I wouldn't do that or something like it's, it's like, just so like, lighthearted. Another, like, like, another, you know, like was it? It's like what? It's like whatever, basically. Yeah. In another movie, Amber would uh, like come back sometime around the middle of the movie to try and sabotage some some part of Cher's uh, life, like a big date she might have, or like some sort mm -hmm. of right, uh, right, some sort of something, yeah, you know, because. That's that's part of every teen movie, pretty much. Right, and that's yeah. what and that's what makes this movie so enjoyable is because and and we covered this before. There there really aren't any villains in this movie. Right, there 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 are, there are characters that she has minor conflicts with. I mean, one could say that you know she has the same sort of interaction with Amber as she does with Josh initially. You know, you know, kind of a little, yeah. kind of a little snotty and kind of a little you know, they like to they like to annoy each other, but there's they, not yeah, there's, exactly there's not yeah. a lot of there's not a lot of real animosity there. And I, and I think that's good because, I mean, a lot of these, particularly in the 90s, if you watch a lot of teen movies like, uh, what's yeah, the one with the, the, I was going to say, what's the one with the, what's the one with the makeover? And that's like, well, um... all of them. Um, the, 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 <laughs> oh, like the Pretty one... in Pink or? No, not, no, no, no. Um, oh God, the one with Freddie Prinze Jr. She's, she's all that? Um, she's oh, all, she's all that. She's oh, all 90s. That. You're talking like, about 90s. The, 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 she's all that. The, the nemesis in that the 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 female the the girl is so over the top just nasty and and she comes off like a soap opera yeah. villain and it's just like it, it kind of really i mean it's a stupid movie to begin with but it really just takes you out of the whole Even... thing because the like and, and like paul walker's character and this girl they're just so like villainous <laughs> and it's, yeah and it's like yeah and it's like that's not really i mean yeah all right fine there are some high school age kids that are evil little assholes but generally speaking it is like more like Cher and amber where they just they needle each other and that's it uh, yeah high school kids can be very very malicious but really as clearly thought out as they seem to think it is 
It's always you, you just give each other shit and you torment each other, but you no, never no, really no, no. go out of right. your way to make an elaborate elaborate plans to like sabotage some part of this person's mm-hmm. life. Like you might pull a prank or something on them that's right, very humiliating, exactly. but you never and like, like, like try and actively destroy them. And again, like I mean, yeah. the, the tone of the movie of, of Clueless is so light and 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 friendly, and and Aaron used the word optimistic that it will be really jarring to have Amber just yeah, it would do it something would, it would cheapen the movie as a whole too. To be you know, honest, it, it would, yeah, it would, it would it would really just take you out of the whole movie. Yeah, it would be a hard left turn. I think if that happened. After the after shares Amber's um, short exchange, Travis comes over with some beer and spills it all over Cher's shoes, her poor son's shoes. Now, can I say that I think it was a little bit you know irresponsible on her part to to wear expensive designer easily stained shoes to hundred percent to a party full of people. I mean, you 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 wear boots or something like that. You know, it's it's like. It's like when you go to a baseball game, you see someone going up, you know, going up the bleachers in tiny little high-heeled shoes. And it's like, you know what? If your shoe gets caught or someone spills beer, you, you deserve it because you made a poor choice here. Yeah, you're, you're going gonna... to a party in the valley. What do you think's going to happen? And by that, I mean I have no idea because I'm not from California, so <laughs> I don't know the should, distinction you, you should, between you Beverly party, Hills you know, and the valley. With you a bunch of teenagers, a... yeah, there's yeah. going to be shit flying Well, yeah, everywhere. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Someone's someone's going to. At best, someone's going to step on your foot at some point. So yeah, I I don't I, I again I I feel for Travis in this scene because she wildly over, overreacts to it. She really does. So yeah, uh, they walk over to the sink, and uh, the last lines of this scene are, "My shoes, <laughs> <laughs> ruin my shoes, why don't you?" Yeah, excuse me, my shoes. My satin shoes, like as if that would mean anything to a 16-year-old right. pothead. Uh, it's like, <laughs> you know? oh, dude, I, right. I, I have like 15 <laughs> pairs of Vans. All of them have holes in the top. And like one pair of Doc Martens whenever things get dicey. <laughs> so yeah, that about, uh, that about wraps up minute 34. Uh, now let's move on to plugs. So I uh, host a podcast called Ladies Who Library. Um, it's just basically about working at a library, but also the things that come with that, you know, all the pop culture references that we get all the time and, um, books and movies, you know, music, things like that. And it is on iTunes and SoundCloud, and you can also find it at ladieswholibrary.tumblr.com. And I write about uh, very old television that nobody cares about anymore. Um, it's at uh, tuneintonight.wordpress.com. Have you, uh, have you done an episode on Cagney and Lacey? You need to. I've not done an episode on Cagney and Lacey, but I did do, I, I, I did recently do an episode, well, uh, well, it was a TV movie where Kevin Bacon Ooh, is possessed by the devil. I need to he... find this movie Ooh. immediately. <laughs> <laughs> yes! Yes! And, it, and it's called The Demon Murder Case. Uh, you can watch it. <laughs> you can, you can watch it on YouTube. It's, uh, it's something else. It is like a very watered down take on the exorcist where like, I'm not kidding you. The, the, there's like a possessed child in it and he starts this just blowing it. raspberries at the priest instead of you know, <laughs> telling amazing. him horrible things that his mother is doing in hell. 
And the priest is like, I've seen this Baby before. Moves from the 70s exactly. really were the greatest <laughs> gift to humanity. It's amazing. Oh, they were. They, they're, 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 they're wonderful. They could be in, enjoyed. You, you do not have to be been born in the seventies. So just there, that was just like the golden era of of TV movies. They, I again, I hate to sound like your great grandpa, but they really don't make them like that anymore. They, they really don't. <laughs> Yeah, like today they're just competent enough to be extraordinarily dull. Well, they're they're the problem with with the, today's they're they're self they're they're self aware. They're like deliberate. They're deliberately corny. Whereas mm. back in the seventies and early eighties, they were quite serious. I mean, this movie was not meant to be funny, and and mm. and and that's what actually what makes it better because it was they were really trying for it to be scary. And it was not scary at all. It's it's just, it's it's hilarious. But <laughs> you know now, like when you got like when Lifetime did, did like uh, the Flowers in the Attic movies, mm-hmm. they were winking at the audience. They they knew that it was going to be campy, and they and they purposely did that. And that's not as much fun. I, yeah, the, deliberate campiness is just not enjoyable for me. I, I like watching stuff like that. I uh, <laughs> I I host a podcast with some of my friends called Apparently the Greatest. Um, we watch every movie on the AFI's uh, top 100 movies from the last 100 years list. Uh, for uh, for those of you who already know what that is, we're going off of the 10th anniversary edition. So, it's friends exploring um, you know, movies considered to be considered to be classics and you know, the cream of the crop. And, uh, you know, just uh, trying to find out exactly, uh, exactly what makes a film a classic. You know, uh, in the end, uh, the eyes of the, uh, of the, you know, <laughs> that word for, the for powers a that be. large group of people. I'm very tired right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Lots. Uh, yeah. Good times are ahead by all. Uh, give us a listen. We should be, we should be up by the time this episode airs. You can find us on iTunes and, and SoundClouds and, wherever great podcasts are downloaded for free. So I think that about does it for, uh, for minute 34. Um, I thank both of you, uh, from the bottom of my, sh- my tiny, tiny heart. Uh, <laughs> pleasure having you on. Thank you. Right. Th- thank you. Uh, all right, guys, it's been lots of fun. We will return tomorrow where we'll cover minute 35. <laughs> but till next time. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of As If, the podcast all about Clueless. It is produced and edited by Darren Husted. Executive produced and hosted by Trevor Gibson, with my guests Gina Radcliffe and Aaron Gambrell. Follow us on Facebook at As If the Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at as if underscore podcast. Follow us on Instagram at as if podcast. Subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Shout Engine, or the podcast app of your choice. Rate and review us if you enjoy. Clueless is owned by Paramount Pictures. No infringement is intended. All rights reserved. Copyright 2016.